Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Earl Capule, owner of The Gratitude Mindset, who helps people work on their mental and emotional states in a way that helps them to minimize stress and be more effective and efficient in all the areas that matter in life. Fantastic. Hey, Earl, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Look, if you want to find out more about, you know, you and what you do, where are you right now with your business? And you know, what is it? Who do you love to work with? What's, what's that looking like right now? Yeah. So the Gratitude Mindset, we are a mental and emotional peak performance coaching company. So we help individuals, organizations create systems to improve everyone's mental and emotional performance. It's very simple. A lot of the people we work with, they struggle in these areas and it affects Mm -hmm. all of their actions, all of their results. And so we help educate people and help them understand like a lot of your training is missing the mental and emotional part. We talk about actions, we talk about scripts and rebuttals and all those things, but a lot of times we we do not focus enough on mental and emotional performance. Mm. And so, So yeah. That's, that's the, surely the, the, that is the foundational piece, but I, I know what you're saying. This is the bit that's normally missed out because it's all about here's what to do. Here's the tactic. Here's how you do it. Right. It doesn't take into consideration, where are you? What's going on with you right now? And that plays a huge role because you're the one doing the thing. So um, what, what do you find like time and time again that the people that come to you have to work through what is what is that first hurdle or barrier that you find time and time again most people they've been conditioned we talk about the subconscious a lot and so one thing that always comes up is that there are limiting beliefs that's keeping them from believing in themselves believing in what they do and knowing that they can literally create their reality so there's a lot of beliefs around I need to work harder or more to get what I want, mm. period. It's just the work. It's, it's not mental. It's not emotional. It's none of that. It's just, if I go out and work enough, I'm going to get what I want. Um, so it's just reverse engineering that and helping them understand. A lot of it comes down to your self-beliefs. Yeah. So within industry, especially with you working closely with, with salespeople, that is a very personal business to be in. And to manage yourself and keep yourself in like tip top condition mentally and physically it's part of that so what is it that you find that is is the biggest hurdle 
in terms of, you know, even though they know this, oh my gosh, it is so hard to do. What would that be? Inconsistency is what keeps coming back um, mm. because I can tell them what to do, how to do it, why to do it, and they'll agree mm -hmm. all the way through, but they have a hard time staying consistent. So they'll do it the first day, second day, maybe third day, they stopped. And then by the seventh day, because we're coming back to talk around the second week, mm. right? weekly call. So we get to the second weekly call. They only did it once or twice that week. <laughs> um, and so then I have to further dive into like, what is keeping you from doing it? I figure out what it is that's keeping them from being consistent because that's mm. the issue. And it's usually they don't have a morning routine. They don't have an evening routine. So what they're doing in the morning and the evening it just repeats itself over and over again. And so I'm telling them, you need to change the front end and the back end of your day if you're going to build any type of consistency around any type of habit. Yeah. So that's kind of where we start usually. Nice. So the habits, yeah, that they're built over time. It's not a one and done. It doesn't just click into place. Oh, crumbs, it'd be amazing if that was the case. But it, <laughs> yeah. does, it does take a lot. Um, yeah. And there are a number of different sort of resources to say what that time frame is. And there's no one place that says it's definitely this. It right. does evolve because we're right. all slightly different. And there's there's different things that we need to get the habits. But with this, it, I think the tough thing is as humans, oh my gosh, core desire is certainty, is knowing they have a routine. Second core desire, variety. They conflict. So yeah. we're yeah. screaming for, we need that certainty. We yeah. need that, those routines. Yeah. But also we just get bored or want yeah. to change it up. So how can you keep it fluid, Yeah, manage the variety as well as hold space for, but we need to keep this going. How, what's that dance like? Yeah, good question. So first, when I talk to people about consistency, I tell them you need three things. Like if you're going to create consistency, you have to have these three things. Simplicity. So it needs to be to its simplest form. Whatever action you're going to take, you want to be as simple as possible. Mm flexibility so don't worry about how 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 long you do it or the intensity you know like if you can't do it in the morning do it in the evening can't do it in the evening do it in the middle of your day like have that flexibility to where mm -hmm. it's not if i don't do it in the morning i'm never going to do it that day right so you're being flexible with yourself just in the beginning until you create that consistency that you like because you might like it better in the evening than in the morning but we wouldn't know because you kept doing it in the morning trying to do it in the morning so flexibility and then the third one, this is probably the most important one, is low intensity. A lot of times we like to try something new and we understand it. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. That makes sense. I understand it. I'm going to go hard. <laughs> I want to go hard. So this is the, the uh, equation of inconsistency. It's high intensity, rigidity instead of flexibility, and complexity. It's the opposite. And so I help them understand, this is why you're not able to do these things that you logically know you should be doing every day. You're not doing it because of the rigidity, the complexity, and the high intensity. Change that, you'll be consistent. Nice. So we do that and we just change it, give you all the tools. And then you, now you're creating that flexibility so that, because there was a time where I thought every morning I got to do my four exercises, my four core exercises, and I can't miss a day, right? And it was, it was getting a little rigid. And now the way I see it is, by doing it in the morning and the evening, you're using what's called theta state to create a habit, put it into your subconscious. Once it's in the subconscious and it's now a habit, now you can use these tools any time of the day. It doesn't matter what time, if you do it in the morning or not, because you can always just jump to it because you already have it in you. 
So at the beginning, it's the morning, evenings. And then over time, what you're going to find yourself doing is what I found myself doing is when I wake up, I just ask myself, how am I feeling? What type of exercises would I like to do this morning? It not have to be the same one as yesterday. I might want to go put my feet on the grass this morning. And it changes every morning, every evening, because all of the tools are now I have it. And if I don't feel like doing anything, that's fine too. Drink a glass of water and get my day started. I can do that. And it's not, now you re- remove the rigidity of the routine. Mm. So how does this, this change from your, your, let's call it your old life? I'm going from, from solar sales into the gratitude mindset. So you've been able to go through a, sort of an evolution yourself, probably utilizing, seeing, needing these tactics as you've gone through. So what's your journey been like as you've sort of progressed in, in your career? Yeah, so I'd say about 2019 is when I really, is when I started to create the gratitude mindset. That's when it was born. And I had my systems in place from 2019 till today. That's when I first started creating the gratitude mindset. And what I found was the, the gratitude mindset helped me evolve in a way where I can get more done in less time and with less effort. Things mm. happen more smoothly because of the rhythm that I create mentally and emotionally, the actions are a lot easier to take and there's a lot less resistance in my life. And so, and that's exciting to me because a lot of people in the entrepreneur world believe that it has to be uncomfortable and tough and really hard to get what you want. And what I love about this is it doesn't have to be that hard. You don't have to be so stressed out all the time, every day. And I go to these meetings and I ask everybody to raise your hand if you have, if you have five days or more words, you have intense stress. And majority of the room raises their hand. And I don't want that to be the case because stress over time, as we know, doesn't lead to good things. <laughs> mm. So why is that the case? If we all know that, it, that there can be a better way, why is, is this so conditioned into yeah. stress, the hustle, the grind? Because we all need a bit of grind and hustle. It yeah. goes without saying. Yeah. But it's finding that, that, as you said, the right balance, the right rhythm. Yeah. Why is that being conditioned and how is it, What's the step-by-step to break through from that? Yeah. So, I mean, I tell people this all the time, you know, growing up, when you're going to school, you have all these subjects, you have math, science, and stuff like that, and you have physical education. But did did we have a class where we had mental and emotional education? We didn't, right? So we grew up, went to school for 12 years, nothing on emotions and how you think and positive thinking, things like that, which is why I believe we have such high numbers of mental illnesses, depression, and even physical illnesses because of the stress. So majority of people have been conditioned to believe that all that matters is our actions. But also what they don't understand is our thoughts and our emotions is what determines the quality of our actions. So Mm -hmm. we think if I just do more of the actions, my actions will get better. But if you're not addressing the stressors in your life, mental and emotional stressors and a lot of trauma in your life. If you're not addressing those, the the quality of your actions can only increase so much. And so what I also do healing work with people, I help them work through their trauma and help them to understand the reason you keep beating yourself up at the end of the day (laughs) is because when you were growing up, there were people beating up on you, right? Telling you not, you're not doing enough. And so we we change those voices to the point where now they're encouraging themselves every day. Mm. But you have to catch those voices first. Yeah. We have to sort of yeah. catch ourselves in the act. And I think the awareness, that's always always the first phase. Yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is, oh, we're making this harder than it should be, right? We're making this so much harder than it could be. Yeah. 
Now, now, and and I think a big part of this is before the internet, we could only contact so many people. We only knew so many people, and we were around so so much, so so many different types of information and programs, shall we say, that other people had. So it's now it's just mm-hmm. your environment. I grew up in a poor neighborhood, so there was no entrepreneurs or people that had a lot of money. So I couldn't know how those type of people thought. Now that we have the internet, we have a lot of those people coming online and saying. I just start thinking more positively. <laughs> and, and, but a lot of people that come from the, my type of background, they're like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't sound real. Like it sounds fake. But now there's science kept coming out, mm. backing that up even more. So now we have the science. Now we have the logic. Like for most people, when they hear these type of things, positive things, they're like, it, it sounds good. It makes sense. But I don't know if I trust it or if I believe it because all my life and all, the, and all my parents' life and everything, they didn't do that. They just worked hard. <laughs> mm. So, so you're, hard. you really are battling the, the the family dynamics of this, what you've seen, what you've digested. You've proven to yourself that things need to be hard or whatever it might be for your particular situation. So, oh my gosh, it's it's everywhere how it's how it has been conditioned for us. Yeah. Right. So once you're able to help people sort of break through this, Looking at those those next steps, it's probably the same steps that, that you've been going through because crumbs, as you've taken that step, you went into the unknown. You did something that's your your passion that you can see makes so much more impact in the world. To start with, you, you took a pay cut, as we all do when we take our own business. It's like we start from zero. Cool. How has that played to you? And how have you then seen firsthand things that you maybe have coached or knew about, but it's like, shit, now, now I see it. Now I feel it. Oh my gosh, there's, there's more understanding there. What's that been like? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it was a little scary, you know, I was like, okay. I mean, at first I was excited. I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to tell these people that I have my course coming out and I'm doing coaching and stuff. And I didn't expect them to be like, oh, you're a coach now, <laughs> you know, and have that hesitancy of like, oh, have you get coached in the other companies? Have you, do you have any other clients right now? You know, so I had to, that was the first barrier that I faced. Mm. And then I had to really think about it. Okay, so if they don't trust me yet, what do I need to do to get them to trust mm. me more to buy from me? Because they trust me in a sense that I've given content out for the last six, seven years, just constant, free content, right? that transition how do i get them from okay earl gives out free content all the time but now i would like to buy something from him and and so part of it has been well do free discovery calls do free coaching sessions do very cheap coaching sessions like whatever Mm. it takes just for them to try it out and let them know that's what i'm doing i want you to try it out to see if it's valuable to you because i believe it will be valuable to you after you've shared what you shared with me, I believe I can help you in this way. And let's try it for four weeks so that I can give you that value. And then at the end of it, we'll reevaluate to see if it's still a good fit. Um, but that's happened over the last yeah, six or seven months, getting to that point. Um, and yeah, it was at first it was a little tough because you know, most people were like, oh no, we're good. We don't have a, that in our budget and whatnot. You know, and I had the packages much bigger. I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this for three months or six months. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. Let's do four weeks and have a trial. And yeah. That. So, because I didn't have that, it was difficult. And I was just thinking, I right, am just going to go, I was trying to replace my income quicker. <laughs> mm. Again, I was trying to do the work. If I do more work, then I can Yeah. Do- and also, again, to be guided, because obviously being in the, the sort of the, the online space as well, it's, oh my gosh, you're conditioned with yeah, high ticket, low ticket, must do this, must do this. There is so much noise around right now. So, Obviously, you went straight to high ticket because that's what you should do. That's the way to replace your income. And that's actually, that's the way you're going to help people the best because they're going to show up. You can deliver more. 
and challenge that comes with that maybe harder to sell initially yeah straight to low ticket free let's get your foot in the door let's show you what i can do then the the attention the focus starts to wane so there's there's eat whatever you go for as a blessing as a curse so what was it for you that enabled you to find your authentic way or are you still kind of find that out based on what's what the people are asking for yeah a great question so that's kind of where i've come to is we're going to do it on an individual basis for now um do we find the best offer in general i mm. believe we do have one that's going to be this is going to be across the board but when we have the calls make it more personal based on their needs this is your needs this is what we can offer and one thing my sister and i talk about a lot is you try to make it like a la carte where you can like just pick different items and put it into yeah. your offer, you know, um, to where it's like, it's just whatever you want, whatever you need, you don't, you don't, you might not need it all, but there's always something for someone based on where they're at. And so as long as we can get a good idea of where you're at and where you're trying to go, then we have something for you at, for right now. And then later you might need these other tools, right? These tools are for mm. more down the road and we want to get you down that road so you can even afford that package. So Essentially, it'll be free because we're helping you make the amount of money to pay for it, to pay for itself. Um, but that's what we found. To, I feel most authentic if I can just help you afford it. Like someone's like, I'm going to pay for it for you. <laughs> um, and I don't see that exists as much as far as like customizing it in that way and saying, look, I'm going to allow you to afford it and afford what you need when you need it. Mm. So constantly getting what you need. Yeah. And that, that level of obviously from a sort of sales background and now you're helping guide salespeople through this. What I love that kind of that sort of that play and that maybe the contradiction with they know all about, it's not about the money. They've got the money. They can't see the value. Right. How do you guide salespeople through this where actually they're going through their own same process. They understand the logic behind it. Yet they're now in a position where they understand it, they see it, but they're now to break that that ceiling of they now need to invest that's going to propel their career forward, but they can't justify the value. What's, what's that like? Because it must be fun to be like behind the curtain with these guys and still have the same conversations as other business owners. Yeah. I mean, it, it works out better because there's that transparency of like, I'm not trying to make money. <laughs> Uh, I need money to pay my bills so I can do this whole time. And, and that's the goal. If I can be here 100% in front of the screen or whatever, do whatever it is to help you, and I'm not having to also make sales and cover all my expenses, then I'm going to be the best coach that I can mm. be you. Because there are other coaches that might have multiple things going. This is my everything. This is everything that I'm doing. Um, so once they see that, they understand it, then, then I help them break down the cost. And so what I've been finding, just like in sales, is you take a big number and you break it down to the cost per day or per, per week, and it's making it much more digestible. And so a lot of these mm -hmm. people, they make a good amount per sale. For example, you know, somebody who does alarms or something, I tell them one call is $100. And if that one call can make you an extra $100 or more, then it's worth doing. Um, and in most cases, that's what happens. I'll help them make several extra sales that month which more than cover the, the whole monthly thing but i have to help them understand like this is what's going to happen and how it's going to pay for itself on a mm. kind of thing versus on a six-month basis <laughs> they're like i don't know we're gonna make i'm gonna make that much extra in six months okay let's break it down to how much that looks like per week do you think this will help you make that much more per week and they're like oh yeah probably 
Nice. So what's what's the goal with what's for this? Because you're as you grow, as you evolve, as you're getting people into your community, what's the vision? Where is this actually going? Yeah. So over time, what we're gonna have what we're gonna have is we're gonna have a really large community um, of students. And I'd like to some of those students to convert into coaches. So then we have a community of coaches and a community of students, and you have different people teaching. And the gratitude mindset will bring in other people from the same industry that cover different areas, whether it's breath work mm-hmm. or meditation, all that, bringing people in, start doing, doing our own events and retreats, both events and retreats, um, and then growing it to be international to where we're having events all over the world, connecting with more people, like-minded people, building the community um, to where I'm just, I'm doing speaking engagements and just continuing to grow the community that now is just as its own ecosystem where it runs itself. Um, and then ultimately I'd like to have our, we'd like to have our own hub spots throughout the world, have our own, the gratitude mindset retreat spot. And now people in these types of industry would also come through these buildings and give their talks throughout the year. So all throughout the year, there's always different types of speakers coming in and out. You have different people giving classes. Some people will stay for six months and teach classes for six months. There's this whole community of Instead of going to a regular hotel and doing an escape, you're now doing a retreat and running towards healing yourself. And now we're just mm. healing people on a, on a big scale where people are just filling up the hotel and just leave, they leave in seven days of a different person type thing. So that's the big goal to where I can just have that going and just helping everybody heal so that they can get what they want, um, but really help them understand that what you want is to be happy now and that will allow you to get everything you want. Fantastic. And with that vision, maybe just the sort of baby steps towards that. What have you identified as, yeah, here's the challenge that I know is coming up and that maybe you're you're prepared. Maybe you're not prepared for it. Oh my gosh. What would that be that you you've seen and you're like, yeah, this is this is the next step. Never done that. Not quite sure about that, but I'm gonna have to go through it. What's that? Yeah. Um, so it's it's really about creating what we don't have yet right creating systems that we don't yet have now first we're looking at what's the next step which is signing up more orgs i've gotten really good at the one-on-ones the individuals now how do we get more orgs how do we how we get them to get us out there to do workshops for them full day workshops things like that in-person workshops getting more long-term clients Um, that's one of the things that we're facing right now and then the second one would be we're going to need more coaches at least one other coach soon Mm -hmm. And then also some other employees that we hire on to cover the business side. For me, one of the challenges for me has always been you know, anything business, admin, uh, finances, things like that, all that stuff. I, need, I just need to hire somebody. <laughs> I tried to carry all those hats in the past and it didn't really work out. So mm. I know those are things I'm going to have to invest in, put aside for the company as we grow. So building out the team, the foundation, as we build up, we need to build out first and then build up. And so that's where we're at now is continuing to create all the systems that will be the foundation and then start growing it up so we can scale um, healthily without all the, not all, without all the great growing pains, but to limit the growing pains because the growing pains are good. That's where we find those lessons. We just don't want to have ones that will take us down. <laughs> mm. But ultimately, yeah, I, I see this progressing where adding more people to our team, which will then help us to get more clients and then just keep repeating that system. So what's it like knowing, knowing that, seeing that, and being so excited in what's, what is to come, but right now wearing like all the hats, doing all the things, 
um, yeah, you have your assistant. So you, you have started to, to, you know, you have that other body doing the work, but crumbs, that first beautiful phase of, of a solopreneur is it can be tough. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm happy. I've never done this before. Right. So I have both going for me at the same yeah. time. Super excited, super happy. I'm here like a year or two ago. This is just a visualization. This is something that I saw in my mind. Now I'm here doing it right now. We're visualizing the next step. So we're in that stage of living what I was visualizing that excites me. And then I'm building what I'm visualizing. And then that's the scary part. Mm. Um, this is the two-sided coin. And, and so it's just having that balance of visiting both, right? Visit, visiting the future. Okay, cool. Yep, it's happening. Let me get some data from that vision. Come back to the present moment. And then remember that I'm, I'm in a spot that I've never been in before. So <laughs> practicing gratitude. So gratitude is always grounding me back to the present moment, helping me understand that I'm further than I've ever been. Um, and then every day I'm getting closer to where I'm looking to go, right? And try to not get me to a state of being too anxious. So yeah. yeah, so you mentioned the gratitude there. What is it with your systems and your approach and everything that you, you teach and help people with? What is it that has helped you the most right now? Because it, it's, it, it's not just plain sailing. There's so much that goes into this. So what is it that you tie back into and say, oh, thank God I do this because I needed that? Yeah, yeah. So whenever I do the free trainings and everything that you can you know get on the website, I have five, five exercises that I teach people. These are the ones you're going to focus on for now. There's a lot more... Uh, tools, but these are the ones that will get you started. The most important one is going to be gratitude. If you don't do any other one for the next 30 days, is I want you to focus, focus on gratitude. So gratitude, what it does is in the morning, you do it in, while you're in theta state. Uh, it's easier to reprogram your subconscious in that state. So I have people start their first 10 minutes of their day with, before they touch their phone. What are things you're grateful for, right? And say, say it to yourself, I'm grateful for another day. I'm grateful mm. for all the success I'm going to have today. I'm grateful for the people in my life. And just do that for five, 10 minutes. What that does, it, it raises your vibration, raises your frequency, your emotional state to where you're in a good perspective, a good state. From there is when you do meditation. Um, in, in our process, it's called the GIVE method. It's G-I-V-E. I is introspection, but it's just like meditation. So now you just meditate. And we teach people how to do different types of meditation, ones that they like, just for a short amount of time, one minute up to five minutes. Again, keeping it small. Then I do visualization. So the meditation, all that, what that does is for the day, you're just doing a small mental exercise to mm. train your RAS, the reticular activating system, to today, we want to practice more focus. So by doing it in the morning, you're telling yourself today, I'm going to be more focused. And so you do the exercise. It's a exercise that increases your ability to focus. And so I, I try to remove the religious and spiritual part of meditation that a lot of people think that it is. And I tell them it's an actual exercise, just like going to the gym. <clears throat> and then with visualization, visualization is going to help with exercising your ability to use your imagination. And the importance of your imagination is that's how everything is created. But also whenever unexpected things happen in your day, you're going to be able to better use your imagination to think of a different perspective about the situation that doesn't allow you to go lower in your vibration. You don't get so stressed out and triggered because there's always more than one way to look at something, but you need to use your imagination to be able to do mm. that. Um, so I teach them how to do that. And then energize is the last letter. And this is gonna be for your physical health. So the first three were mental and emotional exercises, but the last one is a physical exercise. So you can actually exercise to energize your body. You can do a cold plunge because it gets all your cells activated. So it's energizing. You can ground outside, put your feet on the ground, breath work, yoga. So a lot of energizing types of exercises. But you do that 
It should only take you 20 minutes or less to do all four. Start your day. Then the fifth tool is called vibe checks. So throughout the day, I have people set random reminders on their phone, like 1111, 222, and 444. And it's called vibe check. And this is a time where they stop and they, they ask themselves, where am I on, the, on a scale of one to 10, mental, emotionally, and physically, my energy levels, where am I at? Because mm. if you were your phone and it was like at 20% or lower, what do you do? You're going to want to charge it, right? So same thing with, we don't check in on ourselves. So I teach people how to check in on themselves a few times throughout the day. But long-term, over time, as you create those tools, as they become a habit, you don't have to remind yourself. You just know, you feel your energy going down and you can say, look, I need to do one of my exercises because my energy is getting low. Um, but just those tools by itself, which is, in, which is in the training I usually give whenever I do free trainings, that helps them to get started, right? Um, those are the most valuable things to me that help all of my clients. Nice. And, and you follow them to the T because that's helped you to build and get in a position where you can do your business and actually promote what it is that you do without hitting yeah. the disillusionment or just struggling with, again, the roller coaster that comes with being an entrepreneur. Oh my gosh. Right, right. Like, I, and I tell people, like, when Kobe Bryant is about to go in on the court, when he was about to go on the court, if he wasn't feeling well, do you think he just jumped on the court anyway? He stopped and did something. He did a meditation. He called Tony Robbins or <laughs> he did something about it. He didn't just push through it. We've been conditioned. Mm to push through the emotions. If you're not feeling it, you're not motivated, just do it anyways. I'm like, okay, that's fine. It might work, might not, right? I feel like the majority of people, it doesn't work for them because they they have trauma, they have more limiting beliefs. So it's harder for them to push through when they already have, so when they have so much resistance, whereas- And you get to prove it to yourself, right? You get to see the difference that it makes. Yeah. Right. If you're reluctant or you're excited, see what it's going to be like. Yeah. See how it does move things forward. And then you get to work out as you said before, right at the start of this, we're going full circle now. Is it the right time? Do that in the morning. Yeah. Is it better to do it in a different time? What yeah. is the exercise? What brings you back up at right. 222, 444, whatever it might be for you, right? Yeah. Yep. It's Beautiful. more of an intuitive training. So our training is more intuitive than intellectual. Even, although we offer the intellectual training, the courses and everything, we want to teach you how to be more intuitive with yourself. Because at the end of the day, what you do and how you operate with yourself, your relationship with yourself is the most important thing. Oh, you, you're speaking our love language there. And forget yourself. You are the most important <laughs> asset yeah. within your business. Absolutely. Bar none. Yeah. You're the most important thing in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Without that, oh my gosh, nothing's going to happen. So yeah. oh, thank you so much for sharing yeah, your journey behind the scenes and some tools and tactics that you can use today to be able to see if you can make shifts and move forward. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I enjoyed it. And if you want to find out more about you, um, where can they find you? Yeah, so it's earlcapule.com, E-A-R-L-K-A-P-U-L-E.com. Um, everything's on there, all my social media, free training course, you know, other things you want to know about me, all, all found right there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? 
because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.